Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, and we bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. If you are in the real estate market or if you're just looking for decorating or improvement ideas around your house, this is a great place for you to be. Our show comes to you every week with, with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week for the last five or so years, uh, almost 300 episodes, if you can believe it. I know there's a lot of people that have been listening in uh, to us every week since then, and it's I know I hear from you, and it's fantastic. I uh, it's a it's a real honor and privilege uh, to have this following. And I was just speaking with a lady just last week who was saying that she gets so much information uh, out of uh, all of our guests here and from the program. And I have to say, I actually, I thanked her back because of the fact that it has been a, a tremendous experience, not just for you, the listeners, um, but also for our guests that we have here. And for me, too, because I'm in a constant state of learning about all things home related. Uh, I am learning just as much as you are. And I think this is a great way to do it it's kind of like doing it as a community if you will you know not just myself learning but uh learning while also disseminating this information to you as well too uh, as a reminder by the way if you're a podcast listener you can find all of our episodes by visiting itunes or google and you can just search the whole home show with me tony joe all of our episodes uh, for the past six years are there lots and lots of great stuff Today, we're having a conversation, uh, a couple of conversations. Our first guest is going to be our show supporter and sponsor and guest, Pierre Beauvais. He is a building inspector with Silhouette Home Inspections. I'm going to be talking about things like uh, home maintenance, things to look out for, things that he can inspect. Uh, he is a regular on our program. Always great bringing up some, uh, you know, things that we never really think about. Very handy in that way. So we're going to start off with Pierre. Then afterwards, we're going to have a chat with... Jason Dupuis, he is the principal and owner of Good Grade Plumbing and Gas. He's been on the program before, but it's been a while. And one of the reasons why we're having him here is because he was doing some servicing on my on-demand hot water tank. And I thought it was a good time to remind you, our listeners, about the importance of preventative maintenance and making sure that you replace things like maybe hot water tanks before they go, you know, preventative maintenance, make sure that you do them early so that you don't bump into trouble. So I'm uh, going to have great conversations with both Pierre and Jason after our first break here. We typically start off our program with some information, a question, things that you, our listeners, have brought up and you want us to cover on our program. And if you have something, something you want to talk about, just reach out to me. You can find my contact information and all of the whole home show team members by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows to find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or as I always say, just Google, Google me. You will find me. Hopefully you will. If you can't find me on Google, then I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> but I know you are because I get uh, phone calls and I get emails and messages from listeners every single week. And I love it. Um, today, something has come up and it's come up actually with a couple of people recently. And I want to bring this up. And the question is, 
can I have a realtor from another town represent me either as a buyer or a seller? Like I said, this has come up a couple of times recently. And by the way, not just with me, uh, I do spend some time, you know, not too much time, but some time every week scouring the discussion threads on social media, uh, you know, questions come up and all that kind of stuff. And I want to have a conversation with you folks about this right now. Now, I want to just uh, uh, start off by saying, uh, you know, it's the disclaimer, uh, as it were, right? Uh, we're going to talk about rules. We're going to talk about all this. These are my thoughts that I'm sharing with you, my opinions. People may have contrary opinions, different thoughts. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Uh, what I will say, though, is by law and the rules, licensees in British Columbia can actually service any marketplace in British Columbia. So if you have an agent from Fort St. John or an agent from Terrace, or an agent from, I don't know, Prince George, who you would like to sell your house here in Greater Victoria, that is actually allowed because the real estate licensing is good for the province of BC. And you know, folks, we do see that every once in a while. We'll find an agent from Vancouver who has a house listed for sale here. We'll see an agent from Nanaimo who's got a property or condo listed here in Victoria. Uh, is that allowed? Yes, as I just mentioned. The laws say that the license for real estate is good in the province of British Columbia. Uh, I know this really well because I'm one of the instructors for our regulator, the British Columbia F uh, Financial Services Authority. And a lot of my students are from all over the province, not just from Victoria or not just from Vancouver Island here. So yes, it can be done. Now, I will pose this question or this statement to you. I, every once in a while, get clients or friends or family that ask me to take care of their real estate needs in Abbotsford or in West Vancouver uh, or in other locations and areas like that. And whenever they do, here's my response. I say, folks, I appreciate your trust in me and I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, you rely on me for your real estate needs. I do not know and understand the marketplaces that, uh, you know, those marketplaces outside of my own. Now, I know the laws. I know the laws of real estate. I know, you know, uh, real estate marketing, strategy, tactics, all of those things. Yes, I know. But what I don't know is I don't know the area. I don't know the location. I can't give you any sort of uh, thoughts or pointers on schools or parks or recreation. The very best I could do if you ask me to list your house for sale in Mission, British Columbia, is to plunk a for sale sign down and stick it on MLS, realtor.ca, and hope that the local realtors will band together and help me sell the property. Because that's a whole other story altogether. But as you probably know, British Columbia is the only province in Canada where the listing agent cannot represent the buyer's agent. So there is practically always a buyer's representative in place. Again, I don't want to get too far in the weeds here. But the bottom line is, I cannot help a client who is asking outside of Greater Victoria. That's my service area. I, I, can't, I don't even go as far as Nanaimo or um, uh, Shamanis or things like that because I do not know and understand. Like I think about things like if I need to get more information from the municipality, who do I call? Who are the contacts? You know, who are the specialists in the neighborhood for things like, uh, you know, septic inspections or water testing or uh, hazardous material? 
I have all of those here. I know those people in Victoria. I don't know those people in Dawson Creek. Uh, I would have no idea. The best I could do was ask other people for advice. So is it possible? Yes, it is. Uh, is it a good idea? Well, in my opinion, and again, maybe contrary to others, my opinion, no. Go to people who are experts in the area. If you're buying or selling in Kelowna, get a Kelowna agent's contact information. That's maybe where our value as realtors come, is for you to um, ask us for recommendations for great realtors in that, in that area. Who's a great realtor in Kelowna? Who's a great realtor in uh, um, Kitsilano? Who's a great realtor in uh, uh, you know Port Hardy? That's where we can help you out. Um, I will tell you, folks, you know, one of the things that we do find is sometimes realtors from the mainland, like Vancouver, will come over with buyers and try to help them buy a property. And it's the most interesting thing, because those are the ones who typically buy the houses on busy streets, you know, whatever our busy streets are busy streets, Mackenzie Avenue, Quadra, Shelbourne, uh, those busy streets, locals here typically say, no, I don't want to be on a busy street. I want to be a block in or whatever. You know, it's interesting because folks in Vancouver, it's not a big deal. They're used to it. Granville, Oak, all of those streets. Uh, I just, and I'm sure the realtors who are listening to this program here uh, agree with that as well too. And you know, one of the reasons is because they see the value as being better because it's true. Houses are cheaper in a busy street, um, but it bothers them less. Uh, now it's going to have an issue on resale because they are harder to sell. Is that something that that agent is thinking about? So maybe the agent should refer their buyer to a local expert as opposed to doing that work themselves. Anyways, food for thought. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up. And as always, if you have a question, something you want to talk about, just reach out to us and we'll do so. Need to take our first break here. When we come back, we'll be having a chat with Pierre Boet about building inspections. Back in a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're going to be having a chat after our next break with Jason Dupuy. He is the owner, operator, and principal of Good Grade Plumbing. We'll be chatting about uh, heating, heat ducts, uh, uh, heat pumps, and all that kind of fun stuff. But, of course, we have right now with us one of our show partners and show sponsor uh, from Silhouette Home Inspections, Pierre Beauvais. Hey, Pierre, it's been a little while since we've had you on. Yeah, it has been a bit, Tony, for sure. It's uh, great well, to be back. Part, part of it is because we're busy. I know you're out there. You've been doing lots of inspections, right? Yeah, it's picked up a lot since uh, last time we spoke, for sure. Things are things are on fire again. Well, you know what? This is just an example of the fact that uh, things did slow down, but they're coming back right now. I, I feel the difference, though, and I think it's important for listeners to know, you know, as much as we've seen things like multiple offers and bidding wars back into the game again, generally speaking, not all the time, sometimes offers actually have conditions on them, like subject to building inspection. So here we are, and it gives the buyer and you the opportunity to go ahead and do that, right? Yeah, no, uh, we're definitely seeing that as well. Um, the, the the home inspections that we're getting uh, is kind of waved back the last few years. So I think they've uh, that's kind of uh, you know that's kind of a thing of the past now with this new recession fee, uh, recession period. period or cooling off period that's come out too. So yeah. um, home inspections um, are are getting done a lot more often now for sure. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, and, 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 and again, it's always something that we that we recommend and uh, for for all types. Oh, I had a question, by the way, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may have covered this in the past, but I mean, it's just these are things that are fresh in mind. Uh, question about what can an inspector find out in a condo? You know, the presumption is in a. I mean, what can you look at? But there are things that you can look at. Oh, yeah, there's definitely things we can look at. I mean, there's uh, within the unit itself, because typically when we're doing a condominium or a townhouse inspection, we're not getting too involved in the common areas. That's going to be part of the strata. Uh, but as far as in within the unit, I mean, there's um, there's everything from uh, uh, plumbing fixtures, electrical fixtures, uh, you know, all, all sorts of uh, everything you'd find in a house, uh, same as you'd find in a, in a, in a condominium or a townhouse. Yeah, and, and sometimes you find things that aren't working or aren't correct or, you know, reverse polarity. You find out people that yeah. are playing around with their electrical systems, right? Yeah, or, or not installed properly, or, or you turn on the, the, the faucet and you're expecting cold water and you're getting hot water. Um, there's yeah. all sorts of, you know, it's just, we're all human, right? So we all make mistakes, but uh, yeah, you... We, we find it all for sure. Well, when you say, when you mean make mistakes, that's people installing their own plumbing or their own whatever, but doing it backwards, right? Sometimes, uh, but not always. Uh, sometimes people are in a hurry. Sometimes um, for whatever reason, maybe there's no oversight at that particular uh, time, but um, you know, there, there is a, there's a big movement. There are a lot of new uh, skilled trade workers coming on board. And so there may be um, maybe not, not, quite the the amount of oversight that should be there or has been there in the past so uh yeah we're seeing we're seeing issues coming up um yeah mm-hmm. even in new construction well and, well and we'll talk to jason about that uh, after the break here from the uh mm-hmm. plumbing uh, plumbing and heating standpoint about um access to skilled trades you know because it has been difficult recently right um you just brought up you touched on new construction because sometimes people have the thought, well, hey, it's a new, it's new construction. It's built by a builder developer. It's covered under new home warranty. I don't need to have an inspection, uh, but I do know that you have done inspections for new construction, even things under construction too, right? Yeah, and even if yeah, and that's one thing too. Even if it's covered by home warranty, it, I mean, it, it might what whatever. Sometimes there are defects, and sometimes those defects don't show don't show up uh, till well after the home warranty. Um, and and so I think yeah, getting it getting your inspection done um, is is just as important in a used home as it is a new home. Um, because those home warranty have have fine print, right? They they're not like they're not a fifteen or twenty year uh, policy. Um, a lot of times they're you know they're a two year or a five year policy on certain systems and so yeah you 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 want to catch it before something happens well it's it's been a while since we've had one of the uh new home warranty providers on the program we should get them back again uh actually but it's a reminder for folks to know that when you're looking at something that is new construction and is covered under warranty it's Mm -hmm. not like buying a a um a tv from uh, you know best buy or something and if there's a problem you bring it back uh, that is not the same sort of warranty. What the warranty company really does is it is there just to make sure that the builder makes good on their promise and corrects exactly. it corrects any issues. They're not there to you know write a check and to you know uh, uh, make things go. There's a whole process. 
right? Yeah, that's that's right. And 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 a lot of times too, there'll be like a a backup, like a bond or or something like that that will secure um secure a, any amount of work that that or to an amount of work that should get done. Uh, if for some reason in the event that that uh, particular developer or builder um, isn't in business anymore or isn't, you know, whatever, whatever have you. But um, yeah, I mean. Good third-party coverage. And, and that's a reminder again, like I said, uh, we should have that, we should have them on our program because. Yeah, they'd be able to get that more, more into, in more in detail. For, but for sure, it's, it's, it's one thing to have home warranty, but the inspection, again, to go back to your original uh, comment, super important um even in your construction and and don't forget even if you're buying a new house um it it, it can displace you it can really cause havoc if you do get a uh some something that happens a water leak or, or something's not installed properly um yeah it can cause undue stress it, it can damage uh personal contents um there's you know it, it's one thing to get it fixed but it's it, uh, it plays it plays on the emotions too right yeah um something else i want to bring up with you uh, it's an interesting one because uh i've mentioned this before on the program some of our listeners probably remember I, i'm an instructor for our provincial association for our regulator so right. when licensees are getting their license after they pass their exam uh, there's a handful of instructors like me that go through this process. It's called the applied practice course. Yeah. And one of the one of the uh, segments that we talk about is uh, licensees practicing within the scope of their their uh, level of expertise. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up right now is because there's occasionally uh, realtors who were previously contractors or builders or drywallers or plumbers or electricians or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I get the fact that there's past experience there and it's good to have somebody who, you know, maybe looks around and stuff, but from a consumer standpoint, it's, imp it's important for you to realize that your real estate agent, the licensee, uh, is only licensed and insured for the practice of real estate. So even yeah. if somebody was a past builder, but no longer a builder, uh, if they give advice to that uh, extent, and if something goes wrong, the real estate community, the uh, Arizona Emissions Insurance, the the malpractice insurance, if you were, uh, does not cover that because it's outside of the scope of real estate business. Yeah, and that's and that makes good sense, and that, as it should be too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm getting to is this, and there may be some who are listening right now, you know, uh, realtors who were past builders or, or whatever, even them, they do not replace the need or requirement for a consumer to perform their own due diligence. And that would be having someone like you, Pierre, a building inspection, uh, home inspector going in with that um, uh, uh, unbiased set of eyes, right? Yeah. Um, because I think it's safe to say you're there to perform your duty but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter to you at all if the uh, sale happens or not. It, it doesn't. No, not at all. And I mean, and to those agents um, that have maybe that skill set, well, that's great. They can do a preliminary, um, you know, they, they can help filter out for their clients, uh, maybe a house that they don't feel that they want to get their client into. But getting a licensed home inspector, uh, like we're a generalist, right? So we and we're not we're, we're not biased in any way. Um, and so we can do a general inspection and cover pretty much everything um, that we can see. Yeah. Um, and and we're, we're just looking at it in, in just general terms and uh, it's not invasive. So we're not, we're not going to, and we're not specialists in any means on, 
on everything, but we we know a little bit about everything. Yeah, and the important uh, note there is if you identify something, then it's time to go to the next step, which is to call the specialist, right? If required, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, always a lot to talk about, Pierre. It's great having you here. A great reminder. And like I, we said at the very beginning, uh, the season right now is different because even though the market is busy, at the very least for buyers, there's the opportunity to get a home inspection done, right? That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's what we do. And we love what we do. So as a reminder, um, folks, if you need to find uh, Pierre, it's Silhouette Inspections uh, and phone number if people need to call you, Pierre. It's 778-922-4646. Which you'll find also on our page on CFAX 1070. Thanks, Pierre. All right. Thanks, Tony. Talk soon. We'll be, folks, we'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, and I have been having a conversation today so far with our show partner and sponsor, Pierre Beauvais at Silhouette uh, Home Inspections. Uh, after my little commercial here, we're going to be having a chat about plumbing and heating. But before we get into it, I just want to remind you that our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. JP Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Uh, as a reminder, too, if you're a podcast listener, you can download all of our episodes on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, just look up the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, and we've got about six years worth of episodes there. Over 270 episodes with lots of great content, always amazing guests, so much to learn. Uh, even if it's an episode that was five years ago that maybe at the time was not relevant to what you need today, you can always look back and do some research and you will find some great guests and, and some great content. Uh, our next guest has been on the program before. In fact, you'll find him if you go back into the past uh, with Good Grade Plumbing and Gas. We're here with uh, Jason Good. Jason, thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me back, Tony. Yeah, it's been a little while. In fact, uh, I seem to remember the last time we were together, we were in the studio. So we're talking pre-COVID time here, right? Yeah, that's a few years that we've lost there. It uh, goes by pretty quick. It does. It does. It does. But you know what? This is a very handy way of doing things nowadays. It enables us to get in touch with busy people like yourself because, um, you know, in your realm right now, things are busy. So let's talk about uh, Good Grade Plumbing uh, and Gas Company. Uh, tell the listeners about what it is you guys do. Yeah, well, thanks, Tony. Yeah, we've been uh, in business now for 15 years in Victoria here. And primarily most of our work is new construction, custom homes and heating systems and plumbing. Uh, we also replace heater, hot water heaters, uh, furnaces, any gas appliance that you have, as well as we now do a lot of work with heat pump, but not the ductless split type that you're seeing get installed. More of the heat pumps that are specialized in heating, like an air to water heat pump mm -hmm. or even the heat pump hot water tanks. Okay. Well, and that kind of brings us to uh, one of the reasons why we have reconnected. Um, aside from the fact that you guys are always, always around, uh, you were at my house a little while ago. And I have to tell you, uh, Jason, uh, you and your team, uh, there's nothing I love more than getting a phone call once a year 
saying uh, it's time for you to service your on-demand uh, gas hot water system. I've got one uh, for our listeners to know. Um, and I just want to I want to step it back a little bit. So uh, when we got our system with another supplier, by the way, years ago, years ago, uh, we would have instances where we'd be out of hot water for a day or two. And the thing is, nobody mentioned to us that it is something that requires maintenance. So we got you guys in years ago. And ever since then, I get the phone call every year and it's maintenance time because there's things that need to be done. What is it? The, the point, the points and uh, ignition and all that, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot like vehicles. And that's yeah. one of the sides of our business that I didn't mention earlier, but we do a lot of servicing, but we are quite busy servicing all the equipment we've been putting in for the last 15 years. So we yes. haven't push so much to get more service only because it's such a hard thing to find manpower that's skilled to do it. Yeah. But you're completely right with your, with your house in particular, um, with any kind of like hot water demand or any kind of heating appliance, it's, it's just like a car. It needs, it's not quite the oil change, but it needs, it needs calibrating. It needs descaling and basic maintenance that can be performed every year or two years will make the unit last. Otherwise it's how long will a car last if you don't change the oil? Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. And and the other part of it, too, is you don't realize how important hot water is until you don't have it, right? It is an amazing first world problem that yeah. uh, we get calls from people that are panicked because they've lost their hot water. And it seems to be Murphy's Law that it's going to fail on a Friday night or a Saturday when there's very limited people to come out and help you. No kidding. Well, so anyways, like I was saying, it was great having uh, having the phone call. I love when uh, uh, service companies get in touch with us every year. And it's a reminder to anyone, anyone who's listening right now, if you've got a business that um, could serve people and help their help make their lives uh, easier, make sure you reach out to them every year for customers like me because I love uh, love to see you. And it was great seeing you at the house. I was surprised. I'm like, oh, my God, Jason Bree's here. He's uh, the man himself. So. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been actually doing a lot of the services, and that's one of the things that uh, I think all business owners in this region, especially trades business owners, have been dealing with is you may not have been on the tools for some years, but due to the lack of employees that we're able to hire right now, you're, a lot of the guys are stepping back into the, to the service roles that they may not have been in. But I don't mind it because it lets me see what my guys are doing out there and also get to interact with clients that I've you know helped, helped build over the last 15 years. Well, it's it's cool. It's cool having the man. In fact, uh, you and I are going to talk about this after our last break of the day because there's there's stuff going on out there in the realm of trades and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but again, I want to make sure that our listeners know about what it is uh, uh, you guys do. A question that comes up a lot nowadays is there seems to be a movement towards um, going away from natural gas. Yeah, that's something that um, you know the current environment everybody's started focusing more on what we can do to help the planet and fossil fuels are definitely a, a big area that we're looking to move away from. So it's natural that, especially here in British Columbia, where we have hydropower, which is extremely clean, that we're going to look for electrification of as much of the systems that we can do. But there is options coming on the gas side as well as Fortis BC has invested quite a bit of money in renewable natural gas. Okay. And so, so renewable yeah, sorry. So renewable natural gas, it comes from basically they're they're gathering gas from landfills, agricultural, food and waste and wastewater treatments. Wow. Yeah, that gas is basically it's like methane in, in most cases. 
And they actually mix that in with the natural gas right now in BC. And I believe your gas coming into your house, and I'm not exact on the summer, but I believe it's about 6% right now is renewable natural gas. Interesting. Yeah. So as they move forward, what we're seeing, and I've spoken with uh, one of my reps there that was at Fortis, just asking some questions. And they were saying currently they have four landfill, four landfills, six agricultural food and waste plants, and two wastewater plants. But there's four other projects underway, including one at Heartland Landfill, to actually grab methane off the dump to use for the system. So it's it's wow. they're doing their part too to try. We have all of this infrastructure already in place for the gas and burning fossil fuels. Eventually, we won't be doing that, but we will always have methane and other gases that come from dumps and wastewater that if we can use that in the future, well, we're, we're definitely, you know, helping the environment. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is, is, you know, for those who are, who are kind of newish to Victoria, it's a reminder as well. We have not had natural gas for a very long time. Like when I was a kid here in Victoria, we didn't, it was all, um, uh, oil-based heat, you know, uh, sometimes oil, hot water tanks, mostly electric, uh, we only had gas. I, I'm going to guess here is it like the mid is like the nineties kind of thing. Right. I believe that's right. I is the same. I was, uh, you know, we're similar age. So I was, I was a kid up Island and I remember when they started putting the gas mains in that came over to the Island and trying to get people to switch. And back then most people were on like an oil based furnace. It was probably the most popular option. And it wasn't a huge savings at that time to go to gas. And then over the years, natural gas was pushed as the clean alternative to oil. And it's taken a stronghold in a lot of a lot of homes for heating. And now we're seeing the electrification come in. But there's still an absolute ton of oil burning appliances in our province that haven't been upgraded. And that's a big push, even if you're upgrading from, you know, a fossil fuel to another fossil fuel. Natural gas is a cleaner fossil fuel than oil. But it's still a fossil fuel so no no yeah absolutely okay well listen we need to take our last break for the day we're having a chat with jason dupuy he is the principal at good grade plumbing and gas company great to have him back um just need to take our last break here folks we'll be back in just a moment this is the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe uh we are talking today about Plumbing, natural gas, heating systems, hot water tanks, stuff like that. Uh, our guest back after uh, a little while since being last on the program here, Jason Dupuy. He is the principal at Good Grade Plumbing and Gas. Jason, thanks again for coming back. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Just before the break, we were talking about uh, renewable uh, fossil fuels and how natural gas is a cleaner fossil fuel. And there is a movement uh, to go away from that. Uh, we are seeing a lot more new construction, for instance, going towards things like electric fireplaces um, and uh, um, electric cooktops as opposed to gas. Got to tell you, I love my gas cooktop. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, I also have natural gas dryer uh, for our washer dryer, and we've got the on-demand uh, gas hot, we uh, hot water system. Um, for us, it's very efficient. Like, I, it's been fantastic in the years that I've had it. Oh, it's, it's excellent. Uh, it really fills uh, the need and at a cost effective rate for things like that, for cooking, hot water, for heating. You know, as we see the, the movement towards more of the electrification of all the products, um, we are we are seeing that natural gas 
actually can be um, used at a lot lower of a cost. Mm -hmm. So even with the taxes on top, people that are heating their homes or heating their hot water with natural gas are having quite a bit of savings over the hydro portion. But it also, in the case of like, say, a hot water on demand like you have, if you wanted to use to have a hot water in demand that was electric based, you would need over 100 amps just dedicated for that hot water. So what we're running into is some of the new homes can plan for that. But in the older homes and the retrofits, you pretty much have to do a service upgrade to switch over to something like that for for tankless or instant hot water. Now, we're starting to see a bigger push on the heat pump hot water tanks, which is mm -hmm. basically uh, an electric 40 gallon style hot water tank with the heat pump put on top. And those are those are starting to show up a lot more in the industry. Interesting. You know what? I can't say I've bumped into one in a residential uh, application. So this this is something new to me. Yeah, the the problem that you're not seeing it as fast as it could be is is the costs are quite high on them. They're they're in that five to six thousand dollar range for the yeah. tanks, as opposed to usually around a thousand to two thousand for the their counterparts. But there is some pretty big rebates coming back from the government and the CRD to have people use these tanks. Now, they work great, but the only drawback you have from those tanks is if you have a house that's heated with, say, baseboard electric, the way the heat pump hot water tank works is it's actually pulling the warm air out of the house and transferring it to the water. Well, if you already have an electric style of heating in your home that isn't that efficient, well, you're just robbing the heat from the from your home. <sighs> there is ways to duck them to the outside, but yeah. that co that comes with an increased cost as well. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is it is deriving its heat from the heat that is generated electrically from the electric baseboards. Interesting. Uh, yeah, heat pumps, basically what heat pumps do is they, they're just transferring the heat. So yeah. they use a refrigerant and transfer the heat from outside to inside, and they can dump the heat outside to inside on the cooling season when you're when you're in summer. So they're, they're not really creating heat as much as they're transferring heat, and yeah. it's an excellent system. But if you're not transferring the heat from outside to inside, you're just taking the heat from your own house. That's fantastic. Okay, listen, I, I want to bring up something, and, and we've talked about this a couple of times before, and I, I, it's almost kind of like a PSA, you know, public service announcement, just a sort of warning to our consumers and to our, our listeners here. It's been a tough time out there for trades as far as uh, finding staff. Everyone knows, like the hospitality industry, uh, retail, everything, hard to find trades. Every time I see you, I say, hey, how's it going with with finding finding tradespeople, right? No, definitely. And it's still, a, it's a battle for us too. It's, yeah. uh, we're, losing a, we're losing a seven-year employee who's been wonderful for us as they've uh, inherited a farm in Saskatchewan and have not been able to purchase here. So they're making the move. So. There we go. There we go. Right. Um, so, so what I want to bring up is the conversation we had about, you know, people are having a hard time finding you know, whatever it is, drywallers, uh, electricians, uh, uh, car carpenters uh, and whatnot. And it's hard enough to find them. But the other half of it is when they find one that's available, is it a good one? Yeah. And we're running into that a lot here. It's the skill set we have in our industry in plumbing, gas fitting and heating. It requires certifications to actually work on the permits, work on the equipment, pull the permits. And so we've ran into a bit of an issue where there's more jobs than there is ticketed, trained individuals. So unfortunately, you sometimes you'll get certain companies that will send out what they call techs to work on your equipment, which is not a certified installer. Now, if it's if it's just like a repair, as long as it's nothing that affects any of the initial system, there there is some allowances to do that. 
but it, it's something you definitely want to ask if you're if you're paying a premium which most trades guys are charging now it's not a bad idea to ask if they're certified or if they have the tickets in whatever industry it is that you're getting somebody to come out with and then you can find out a little bit more about their skill set before you even have them come out yeah and and, and you know i want to make sure the listeners know like i i, I i'm not asking you this question like you're you're not you're not on the crusade to you know uh, bring this up but it was just interesting conversation about the fact and and we've heard this otherwise before too where sometimes people are paying um the labor rate for a uh you know long certified technician when really all they're getting is somebody who just came out of the trade school yeah it's a, it's unfortunate that that does happen we, we hope it doesn't happen as much as it, it may be but if the person comes out to your house and fixes or repairs your job and you have no issues, there usually isn't, isn't an issue with that. But a lot of times with the advanced equipment and our company specializes in a lot of the new technology is it takes a lot of time and a lot of training. So if you hire, hire someone to come out and they don't really know the equipment, whether they're certified or not, you could be paying a lot of money to teach someone something they may not know. And then unfortunately it can cost the homeowner or consumer a lot more than they were expecting. Yeah, oh, you're, 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 what you're sort of referencing is somebody who is learning on the job in the customer's house and the customer is actually paying for that training through, through, uh, through knowledge. I mean, we, we, I was having this conversation with a friend about um, uh, car repair as well, too. You know, it's, it's those who know the, the, uh, the, the, the stuff in and out, they can get it done sooner. They know the, the, the um, you know, the shortcuts or, you know, how to avoid uh, uh, problem situations. And that's what you get with experience and, and, uh, and skill and time in the business. Yeah, that seems to be kind of the way I can see our industry going that way. And it, it was never typically that way. If you had a plumber, say, come to your house and they recommended something over the last 50 years, you pretty much did what they recommended. Fortunately, now we're running into more of commission based sales are out there and and they're trying to do piecework. So it's it's good and bad at the same time. You may find that you pay a bit more if you were, say, replacing a toilet. Here's your set cost as it would be if you were paying an hourly and material. But it, it, it's good and bad. It can definitely um, give you a, a structure of what the price is going to be. But from what we've seen, those prices are high enough to cover the ability for somebody to maybe do the job twice if it came to it. So wow. you know, each, yeah. each business has their own model. And, you yeah. know, it, it's tough because in, in this town, too, if you try to call somebody on the weekend for a plumbing or gas emergency, mm -hmm. uh, you're hard pressed to get someone and we're hard pressed to get people out. It's just, there's no employees to do it. So yeah. if you can, if you can turn off the equipment and wait till Monday, you'll be far better. Well, and that's the thing. Cause with items like hot water tanks, uh, for some reason, they like to fail on the weekend or on mm -hmm. the a holiday long weekends or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a Christmas timer built in, I think. And it's, <laughs> it's inevitable. Every year we get panic calls from people that have called everybody in the phone book around Christmas because their, their hot water tank or their heater or their furnace or something has failed right, at, right the day before. So. Yeah. Hey, but, but you know what though? I mean, it goes back to what I began with, which was my story. And that is, I feel confident. I mean, I haven't had a failure of my hot water, ta my tankless hot water system uh, because of the fact that you guys come by every year and get that service. That's, that's just that maintenance thing. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a major thing to do for 
with with what you do with servicing your equipment like the example with the example of your house you have a, a tankless water heater or hot water on demand and we come out each year and we run through a checklist so we'll we'll check the inlet the inlet air to make sure there's nothing blocking it we'll check the gas pressures we'll we'll flush your equipment to get rid of any buildup you don't have to flush it every year but it's recommended at least every couple of years because we have pretty soft water and if you just do those basics your chances of a problem happening are are very low and and when they do happen, usually if we know the equipment, it would be something simple like an igniter or a, an easy part to fix. Whereas if you don't service it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like having a heart attack because your arteries are building up and you don't know that you have a problem until it's a major. One. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Pierre brought that up earlier as well, too, how important it is to have your checklist and maintain all of these things around your house because they're, they're They require they're major systems and they require attention, right? Definitely. Preventative maintenance is the best option. It will definitely save you money in the long run. Fantastic. Well, listen, Jason, if people need to reach you, what's the best way to do that? Well, we you can call our office and you can find us online, but uh, goodgradeplumbing.com is probably the easiest route. You can link from there. Um, yeah. We have some pictures. We have Facebook and Instagram of some of our projects. We do some pretty elaborate projects. So if you want to see some checker plated boiler rooms that have been in magazines we've got quite a few of those um but um yeah it's probably the easiest way and there'll be a link there and we'll if you send us an email we'll call you back and schedule a time for someone to come out thumbs up uh, for you always jason dupuy he's the uh, principal at good grade plumbing and gas uh jason thanks for coming back to be on our program oh thanks tony it's great chatting with you again yeah, make sure you give Jason a call, Jason and the crew a call if you need help in any of these areas. And by the way, replace your hot water tank before you have to, okay? Don't wait until failure. This is an important thing. Definitely. In Great. Victoria, the tanks last about 12 years. That's about your lifespan of a tank. So There you go. You heard it from an, from an expert, 12 years. So if yours is 11 years, folks, get on it now. Give Jason and the team a call. Uh, anyways, thanks again, Jason. Thanks, Tony. And uh, to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.